Hey, it's Jose Galison. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> uh, this is No Way Jose. You can find me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. You can also find me on all the major podcatchers. Today, I have Dickie Walnuts. I have Roth Birdian. And I have CD with me. Uh, this is a live stream. Uh, if you guys haven't got hip with the new format I'm working with now that I monetize, it's a live stream. It will be available now. I will put it on on unlisted mode after tonight. Did we just lose Dickie? Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, Dickie will probably be back. Um, so it'll be, I'll basically it'll be available on, as a live now, and then after that, I will put it on like unlisted, and it'll be basically only available for my patrons or those smart people who saved the link. Uh, patrons uh, won't have to super chat. I totally forgot to give them. I usually send them out a code it beforehand, but I totally slipped my mind. So I'm a shitty uh, patron dude right now. Uh, but normally I'd send them out a little like code so they can they can uh, super chat and well they can send chats and I will identify be able to tell by what they say that it's to to go by it uh, and they don't have to super chat unless they want to um, yeah uh, today I'm, we're gonna be most like shooting the shit there's a couple things I want to get off my chest uh, probably talk a little about like Roth Birdie and stuff going on and and about some of the stuff going on with everybody a little bit of announcements too with for those who didn't catch just like Tower Power Hour some of the craziness that happened there um what else is probably like questions and answers too so any of you guys like want to super chat shit in you know this is definitely one that you can engage in a little bit more than normal um so yeah uh before we get into it i like money patreon.com says no way jose 2020 um top lobster is also the shit if you like clothes then go to him and get clothes from him um and now let's fucking get into it i do want to address real quick the outfits the outfits we, we went from white boy summer it's faggot fall now and here we are i would like um, to know it's my pumpkin beer and my pumpkin candle i, I, have a I am ready right for faggot fall i have a coffee right now but then i'm going to pbr this is this is all year round you know it's yeah. not seasonal you can just roll it anytime um yeah begin the cons nope, i don't have any suggestions yet uh, but all right cool you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves real quick we'll start with you rothbard you're a returning guest we talked about fat yeah. chicks before, so yes. <laughs> Hi, um, I like that I'm now associated with this topic. Um, hi, my name is Masha. I go by Rothbardian on interwebs, and thank you for having me here. I am uh, happy to just hang out with you guys. Yeah, I too used to cohort with fat chicks at one point. <laughs> <laughs> then I got married. <laughs> yeah. So, um. But yeah, I mean, don't knock it to try, guys. Uh, Dicky, you go ahead and uh, let us know who the fuck you are. All right, I'm uh, Dicky. Yeah, I'm uh, Dicky Walnuts. I'm best known as Fat Dave's Gay Lover, and I make all the videos for Tower Power Hour and other stuff. I made an intro plan as well, but uh, I'm the the stupid content creator on Twitter, pretty much. Yeah, and what's a uh, what? What's your uh, title within Tower Power Hour? I forget what it is. Oh, the. Uh, executive producer yeah. creator of shittios pretty much yeah <laughs> i i just find it funny that you may have just wished yourself into like a job because now <laughs> it might actually become a thing which we'll talk on that in a minute uh cd you go ahead and uh one second real quick from james gentleman my fucking dude uh i'll be on his show i think later this uh later in the week uh i said here have some more of my damn money uh yes keep giving me more money i'm all for it but yeah i'll be on a show later he's got a great show blackbird podcast go check that out I'll go ahead and give him a plug while I'm at it. Um, go ahead, CD. Let us know who the hell you are. Uh, I'm, I'm really no one. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm CD McRae, and I'm Lady Cap on Twitter, and I'm just, like, super stoked to be here. Yeah, no, I'm excited to have you here. Um, 
I mean, I, I did mention I was married, but I mean, I like my simps. Uh, I've seen yeah. you in some live stream simping, so I'm, you know, yeah, huh? Happy to <laughs> be here. Yeah. So I mean, I, I I'm while I am married, I'm a taken man. I do I do like to build up my own ego, so I will reward this type of behavior. <laughs> So I, I mean, I don't mind compliments. I mean, me, my, me, I'm, we're not a jealous couple. I mean, I don't, I don't care. She's hot. I know I'm hot. So, and I like people tell me I'm hot. <laughs> so, oh, Larry says my money is cooler. Oh shit. No, there we go. My money is cooler than your money. So, okay. Uh, I, I think James may disagree, but he'd have to super chat again to prove it. <laughs> um, so yeah, CD. Okay. You sorry said who you are. Oh, Rob said, did mama have kittens yet? Show us your kitties. Uh, no, that would be way too difficult to show you the kittens, but the mother, it was her first litter. She only had one kitten. It was a girl, and it's super fucking healthy. So, yeah, which is good for a first litter to have a small litter because they usually don't do so well in their first litter. So I, it's better than having, like, five or six, and then they can't nurse a couple of them, and then it's a giant pain in the ass, and you're trying to hand-feed kittens so they don't fucking die. Because sometimes in their first letter, they're not able to handle that kind of a load. Um, all right, let's. All right, we'll do announcement. I think Dickie, Dickie, I'll let you take this. Um, sure. Shit. One second. You know, ten dollars super chat here to support my peeps and Dickie too, I guess. Well, thank you, Mister Magoo. Uh, but Dickie, I think you have a good idea what announcement I'm getting at. I'll, I'll go ahead and let you do it. For those who aren't in Twitter world and didn't catch it, um, you know, let you give a fucking. Uh, let you, let you give a. Are you uh, you're, what's going on? you're referring to uh, what happened the other night or last night on on the Timcast? Yep. Absolutely. Well, so it's more of the falling stuff. That was just a little blip, and it was just a silly little mention, and then it expanded yeah. to something more. But go on. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there, you know, watching uh watching Tower Power Hour, and I'm I'm keeping the eye on Timcast as well, and uh, getting pretty drunk as I as I do, and then I see on Twitter. You know, Tower Power Hour making its way onto Timcast probably in the future, near future, coming up. So they're they're moving on up pretty nice. I tweeted something about this this morning. I just never would have imagined this show like doing as well as you guys have. But well done, you know. Uh, to the victor goes the spoils. You guys shit post like no other. So yeah, very no, proud it's of uh, <laughs> it's pretty wild. It's surreal. Uh, I mean, I didn't even ever really expect to get to where I was monetized, and now we're. We got a bunch of a group of du dudes that are awesome. I mean, we've even had like kind of kicked around ideas of maybe doing some sort of network. Because if we're going to be real, Tower Power Hour, uh, its days are numbered on YouTube. So, I mean, eventually we may need to get some sort of paywall that also doubles as some sort of place to where it's a separate platform to where you, we can say end bombs and shit and not get, get pulled from YouTube. Um, somehow, I don't know how the fuck we're, we haven't gotten any issues whatsoever. I don't know how, I don't know how pull us through there. Um, given my recent Tower Power appearance, how are we with end bombs on this show? I, I should have asked before we get recorded. Mm, I mean, I guess I'd prefer you didn't, okay. but if, you know, I'm not gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to hold back your uh, creativity. So if you feel like you have to, just do it. You know, okay. <laughs> if, if you I do, it'll make it play into a video. Yeah, but yeah. don't, but don't, don't. I mean, don't, don't just do it just to do it. I mean, don't, yeah. don't pull, don't pull up Fat Dave. Sometimes he just does it. He just says the N word for the sake of saying the N word. If it's funny or if it somehow contributes to the conversation, sure. <laughs> I will just say dinger. Like I, I will just say dinger. Yeah. Make it a classy N word. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I don't have yeah. any moral issue with the word. It's just a, it's mouth sounds to me. I don't give a shit. But it's it's kind of like when your little yeah. kid learns the word fart and they just say yeah. fart a bunch and you're like, okay, yeah. let's that's not yeah. that's not I know, funny. I know, I know, I know. Anyway, so I don't want to get us off topic. Please go back to what you were saying before. I, I'm really sorry. Oh shit, you threw me off. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. they we I mean they they mentioned us briefly on Tower Power because someone someone mentioned that Shu had got had, like because they tried to get Shu on uh on Timcast and she was originally slated to go with Alex Jones. Um, she backed out, I guess said, uh, she didn't want to, she didn't really specify too much. They said on the show, I didn't watch it. So I'm kind of here in second hand, but, um, and I guess someone super chatted like, well, that's funny. She went on Tower Power, but she wouldn't, wouldn't go on Tim cast. And so then we just got a brief mention. Phil Labonte said he, he knows we are, it wasn't anything grand. And then obviously we were like, you know, we kind of joked and sent a, sent a tweet or fat Dave did saying, cause he runs the account and was like, Hey, you know, this is us or whatever. And they're like, cool. We'd love to have you on the show. We're like what? And so I guess they're already like kind of DMing. So I don't, I don't know like stuff behind the, we don't know any specifics whatsoever. It might be a while, but it is interesting. Definitely kind of fucking wild. I mean, shit, tower power blows up. It's been blown up like crazy. So I don't know. It's just cool. I thought I'd share that with you guys before we get into a little more serious stuff. Uh, but now we will get into the seriousness. I will give a little caveat that this is some of the drama i will say you guys should go if you want more of the story i'm not gonna go too much i'm just gonna address the shit that applies to me and if you know if these guys want to touch on it too real quick we'll do that but if not whatever i'm about to show you guys a clip um but you guys should check out fucking uh reed's video where he broke down the entire shit uh because and you'll find out more but i'm just gonna address there was essentially like a domestic abuse thing a while ago and months ago, I was on Reed's show, and there was I, we talked on it briefly. It was like a few minutes. You're going to literally see the extent of all I said on it. And people got all up in arms, and a whole bunch of narratives got crafted of the matter. And But this is your caveat. This is going to be domestic abuse-related. I'm also a very irreverent person when it comes to humor. I don't give a fuck. Here's your, here's your chance. If you're offended, if this is something that's going to offend you, leave now. I mean, I, I, if you come to me later and say, you know, that was mean, I'd be like, I don't care. Like, I just genuinely don't. Uh, like, I, I think I put a tweet out a while ago. If, you're, if your criticism of something I did uh, of me or something I do is that it's mean, just know I probably don't care. Like, it, it's like, it, do you have an argument, or are you just telling me you're upset by words I said? If it's, it's the latter, I don't give a fuck. Um, so let's go ahead and do it. I'll stop, you know, keep, keep going on about it, and we'll bring this on, and we'll do it. Yes, we are talking it real quickly. I'm only addressing stuff applying to me, O'Donnell. I'll see you in there, so. All right, let's go ahead and bring it on. Yeah, I guess we probably start from the top with the big shit. I mean, the big one, like you said, was the domestic abuse. Well, not even accusation, because the person involved uh, fucking straight up admitted. I guess we can throw yeah. out names, because they've already fucking made their names known. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, it was Kevin Hobby, which I think, I don't remember. He has something to do with, like, the uh, LP. He's okay LP chair. Yeah, he's so. the chair. He's the, he's the actual chair. I don't know enough if, if anything's actually come of anything yet, if he's, like, dropped, stepped down or anything. I know there was a post where he basically straight up admitted that he, of all I can recall, is he said that he at one point put his, I don't know if his wife or girlfriend or what, up against the wall. And mm -hmm. it's like, and that was it. That was absolutely it. And like, my thing is, I'm actually like very irritated with like, this is probably the one that only, like, I take the most serious and actually I'm like, not just being like a, a, a shitlord, you know, hovering above the chaos. Cause it actually kind of irritates me. Cause it's like, this is like someone's life you're fucking with and you guys are like, I don't know. And it's like, I'm guaranteed there are probably some people out there who know more shit, but all I've seen on Twitter so far is that like he, he admitted it and then everyone lambasted him and that was it. 
But all he said was he put her against the wall. And I know everyone's going to go the old tired line of like, there's no reason to hit a woman. And it's like, like Bill Burr said, you know, it's like, yes, the fuck there is. Like, I mean, that may sound horrible. I'm sure people get mad. Like, you don't know the situation. Women aren't these magical creatures that hover above us. Like, they don't just get to like, yeah. I have no idea the context of the situation. All he said was he felt bad that he put her against the wall. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, like, have none of you guys ever been in a toxic relationship? Like, ever? Like, and I'm not saying, like, I've ever hit a woman or that, that makes it okay to hit a woman. But, like, there are crazy bitches out there. And, like, fucking, like, I don't know. I've had, like, even just play wrestling with my wife. She'll usually end up with, like, a bruise somewhere or something. Like, we're just rolling around. Because I weigh, like, 100 pounds more than her. <laughs> just, like, yeah. if, I, if I play wrestle with a gorilla, I'd probably end up with some bruises. Like, it's... I mean, it just, it's just so silly because you know, no one knows any context and they're just flipping out. And they, the way it started, too, was just accusations, like just straight from there. And that was it. Like, like yeah. there's no, there's never been anything backing up. And I just, I don't know, I guess it just irritates me. Like, I, I was talking before, I actually, like, I, this isn't me being like flipping about domestic abuse. Like, I actually think it's a very serious thing. I grew up in a house of domestic abuse. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I blocked out memories of domestic abuse because I was so young. According to my father, like he, he said, I would come come to his house with bruises and stuff. It's not. A, it's a fucking big deal for me. It's something that's really fucked my life. Like I've had a lot of mental health issues over it and stuff. Like yeah. I, I, I'm the kind of guy who just shoves that shit down deep and just like ignores it. And <laughs> but, but I have. Like I probably had some something akin to like a, I don't know if you call them like a, a fucking panic attack since like my early 20s, and it kind of stopped as like a little bit older, but. It's definitely something that's fucked with me. Like it's there are actual legit evil people out in the world who just beat the shit out of people for nobody, for no reason. But there also is a million different situations, and we don't know the context. And like it could be he could have done some insane heinous shit, or for all we know, he could she could have been hitting him, and she he put her against the wall just to get her to stop. We we don't know, and, and you know he could just feel bad about doing that in the first place, which is fair. I mean, even if it's even if it's unintended or you're protecting yourself, I can totally see feeling bad about hurting a loved one. You know, even yeah. if it wasn't necessarily your fault and you also may not want to drag their name through the mud. It also could be entirely the opposite that he was just trying to get ahead of it and he was just and he was really heinous and he wanted to get ahead of it so he can control the situation. So I don't know. It could be the worst thing in the world. It could be almost nothing. And people are yeah. like flipping out of this and basically like dragging someone through the mud over something that he apologize for but we don't really know what happened so like it's just everyone just jumping to assumptions correct me if i'm wrong i'm sure there's people in the live stream if you want if you know something i don't fucking go right ahead but as I, i've seen right now and talk i've talked to other people a little bit more close to the situation and I, even they don't really have that much information so i don't really know where all of fucking twitter just random fucking twitter people are getting getting fucking getting the idea that they know fucking what the hell actually really happened you know yeah, I know a little bit more details, but I'm not supposed to say anything, so I won't. But they, they're from both sides, and I don't know mm -hmm. which one's true because I don't – I know people who are adjacent to each person involved, but I don't know either person involved that well. I had Kevin on the show like three or four months ago once, and he was in a group chat with me, and that's that's how I know him. Um, yeah, I've, I've been on an episode yeah. with him before. He seems like a, he seems like a cool guy. I mean, I don't know him yeah. enough to. I'm not like defending his honor. I don't fucking know the guy. He could have beat the shit out of her for all I know. Like, I don't know. The, yeah. That's my point. I well, don't know. Why, and I, I don't think anyone on Twitter knows except no, maybe a few people like too. you. Like, I haven't. <laughs> well, I don't really know what happened because I've heard both sides, and I don't know either of them very well. And um, I've just refrained from commenting because I don't know what happened yet. Like, I just said something about how yeah, domestic abuse is not drama. 
you know, like I'll draw that distinction, but I, I don't know what happened and I'm not going <laughs> to make some big claim about what happened until, you know, more light comes to the situation or whatever. And I think that's what more people should be doing. They're, yeah. they're all upset that I called out Austin, but didn't talk about this. It's like, well, I actually had firsthand experience in what was going on with Austin. I was friends with him. I talked to him on the phone a lot and I know a lot of people who he made a lot of promises to that didn't come through. All right. That was literally the extent of our conversation on that matter. And there's been a lot of stuff. There was like clips shared around and like out of context. And I, I a hundred percent stand by everything I said then. I just do. I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you could say I said it a little bit mean, but once again, if that's your, that's, I mean, if that's your complaint, then like, I don't fucking care. Um, I just don't. But I, so far as the substance of what I said, I still, if anything, I stand by it more now than I did then. Like if anything, then I bought, I was actually closer to buying one narrative than the other. And now it's a little bit more the opposite. I still maintain neutrality it's for anyone out there who wants to know, like I, I still maintain neutrality. I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't think most people know what happened. All that ever got aired out uh, that I ever saw was fucking um, was the his his statement on the matter. That was it. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you guys have anything you want to say or not. I mean, I I, I don't. I, I mean, if let me know if I was a dick. I, I mean, or or. I have a sappy comment to add. I guess. Yeah. Um, I say this as a woman who's had to deal with her own shit, right? Um. I think that in a court of public opinion, it's important to take due process, quote unquote, due process seriously, particularly when it's really tempting to just side with one side and then say, well, if you're even listening to the other side, you're evil, right? We, we, we love to say we care about the due process in a court of public opinion and that everything isn't black and white. Um, but we love to say that until things become sensitive. Mm. And I say this specifically because I'm a woman and specifically because I would like my current and possibly future partners to be able to trust me. And I think the way that the culture is moving right now is that men are gonna be afraid of whatever women will say in the future and however women will spin things in the future and that isn't to accuse anybody of, you know, spitting anything. I just think that belief women is really stupid when it comes to hashtag me too. Yeah. But we discard it when it's one of our own. <laughs> or we discard the idea of being stupid when it's one of our own. Yeah, yeah no, and, that, and it was, yeah. I don't know if, if you guys remember the situation, but when this was happening, it was literally nothing but he said, she said. Yeah. I know, like, I titled this Liberty Drama just to be a little bit spiteful um fucking because reed said that was one of the main criticisms we're like oh they, they titled because his original episode was titled liberty drama and yeah. but, he, but we talked about a bunch of other stuff and uh but i actually genuinely i think this is drama like as it stands yeah. this is nothing but he said she said if there's truth to the matter which i think there probably is then no obviously it's not drama but i'm sorry if there, you have some shit online that's literally nothing but he said she said I, I'm sorry, I have a hard time. To, like, that's basically drama to me. If if you're gonna come to the court of public opinion, you need to, you know, fucking have everything. So like, I, I mean, not everything, but like, you you can't just come with just like a little bit and just be like trust me, bro. Like, no, I don't fucking know you. You're just some person online. 
Like, and the, and the <laughs> next time somebody claims abuse or rape or any of those things, I think that the worst thing to come out of me too is that I cannot read a claim like that and not roll my eyes, right? Which should not be the case. Like I am disgusted with myself that that's the case, but I think that's what Me Too has done. Mm-hmm. And a sort of liberty Twitter version of Me Too isn't any better than that. And, yeah. and I don't want to sound like I have zero compassion. I do have compassion. I just... On principle, I think it's important to hear the other side too, and not just take somebody's word for it. On principle, yeah. No, a lot of people were giving me shit that like I was being a dick, and like okay, but or, or that I like even made the the thing about it being sides yeah. or whatever. And it was like, and a lot of people have brought up the fact that yeah. he did admit to pushing her, which I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I've actually but, talked to him since on the phone, yeah. and he he like that but, is the one thing he still agrees with. But, but, people, uh, but like, you know, people say he tortured her for months on end, right? Like sort of like the like rumor mill will yeah. keep spinning things, right? And just because a guy had admitted to pushing his girlfriend into a wall, it doesn't mean he tortured her for months on end. Yeah. Like, these are different things. And just because you say I did one bad thing, then it doesn't mean that you are guilty for the rest of the accusations made against you. And yeah, if no. it wasn't a male-female relationship case, we would not be talking about it this way. Like, say if Bob beat up Rob, and Rob came to us and says, Bob beat me up, how would we handle that? Mm. It wouldn't be that way. No. Well, the nut the doesn't discriminate. Like, the nut doesn't give a shit if you're a girl or a boy or, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, if, and it should be met equally, right? Like, you shouldn't, like be pushed up against the wall and then like prop, like like stab a, a dude. Like that's probably not, you know, you probably shouldn't do that. But um, if you feel like you're in that much danger to protect yourself, whatever. I'm just saying like you shouldn't, unless you have receipts or something or like some, like it really happened and we can all see it and it's all out. Like if you want to come to public square with something like that, you better have, you know, some real proof. And, um, you know, if that's really the case and she was tortured for months on end, well then, I mean, I think that there's a legal case there, and I think you need to take it up, you know, powers yeah. of heat. But until then, um, you know, if he just pushed her up against the wall and admitted to it, okay, well he admitted a fault. Yeah. Like, who are we? Who are we? And if she was coming at him, and that's the least he did. Which I will say, we don't know what happened. It was yeah, my whole point, right? but it's like, oh, like there's we a million there. scenarios yeah. in which that's acceptable. Like, but I will say that like. I yes, when it comes to nap, I, I do think there is like you know there's very much a it doesn't see gender. So I like mm-hmm. uh, for example, like if if like legally speaking in a nap type of world and a magical like if we're just looking from the aspect of a nap, if a chick hits a guy and a, and, a, and a guy hits him back or hits her back, then he was fully in the right. But there is some like you know honor mm-hmm. thing to to some extent. Mm-hmm. But I, I I see those along different lines. So for me. Like I see that he pushed her, and like I immediately kind of like, well, that's what a bit, what a bitch. Like in my head, I'm kind of like, well, that's he's kind of a bitch. I mean, and and I'm, if he's out there listening, I'm not even trying to be mean. It's just that is the, the immediate reaction that's evoked for me when I hear something like that. But I do the rational part of my brain goes, well, I don't know. There's a million different scenarios, but even then, I like him. Like even if she was kind of acting up in his face, hitting him, whatever, it's still kind of a bitch move. Like so, like. Because that's me. Because, I mean, as a guy, me being, like, I, I said in that clip, I'm, like, 100 pounds larger than my wife. Like, if she gets, like, physical with me, I'm not going to get physical with her back. I'm just not. Because, like, I could legitimately fuck her up. And, like, 
And there is also like, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is toxic masculinity or whatever, but I was raised to not hit women. But I also can think, I can also talk and chew gum at the same time. We're not talking, walking to the chew gum at the same time. I can understand that that's, there's this like masculinity, like honor system where I'm like, that's fucking lame. But then also realize that like, but if we're talking about like dragging someone or like legally speaking or whatever, it's a different, different criteria. So, you know. But I don't know if you guys agree with that. I mean, Dickie, you right. might agree, might see what I'm getting at there because there is a little yeah. bit different. You know? Pretty much, yeah. It's pretty much a bitch move to, to lay your hands on a woman like that. I mean, yeah. Uh, but I had, like I said, I have no idea what the context was. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I can't comment on it all because I, yes. I literally didn't know about this shit until actually I watched your show. So, um, yeah, no, no, that's my whole but, point the whole time. Yeah, no one knows the context. Yeah. Like I tried to even talk when this was going on. I tried talking to other people who knew more about the situation. And all there was was just all I got was from people who were close to Jason. Oh, just trust me. I'm like, sorry. Uh, I mean, I, I, you're just some avatar on the internet. I don't just trust you. I don't know the fuck you're talking about. I'm just gonna immediately. I mean, I think it was the the his admission, the pushing, and then there was like a fleet that had her medical record. But apparently, that's in question. I'm not gonna get into that because I know that's yeah. a big sensitive subject. For those who know, there's more to that. Um, which I mean, I actually, I kind of had a spot. I mean, I kind of. I'm not going to go into that because that is a little more sensitive. Um, but yeah, I did. I did want to address too. Oh, I mean, I know I had a point I was touching on, and I got a little bit sidetracked. The whole one of the main reasons why I didn't immediately jump to one side or the other or whatever is because I actually I feel like I value this more than other people. Like for me, it's a much bigger deal if he did that than it seems to be everyone else. Like everyone else wants to like jump to one side or the other without doing any sort of thinking, and for me, like. I genuinely like despise anyone who would do that. So like for me, it's like, I'm sorry, you're going to need to give me a lot before I'm going to like put this much hate into someone, you know, like, I, I don't know. It seems like everyone else just is just ready to just irrationally just flip on a switch. Whereas I'm like, sorry, no, this is a big deal to me. Like, like I, I even mentioned the video, like this is something that really shaped my life for me to have this, some sort of hatred, deep hatred of someone, which I would, I need a little bit more than just trust me. I'm sorry. Like, I just do. So I just need more than someone said or someone else said. That's fucking nothing. So, yeah. But I did want to touch on a couple main points, and we'll start getting more fun stuff. There was the, the fucking shit with the, the – one of the main things they brought up is that it was just some sort of, like, silly conspiracy because we had done podcasts with fucking Kevin before, and also he's, like, the head of the OKLP – like, he's the OK – or was the OKLP chair, but it's, like – OKLP, I think, has like 20 people at their meetings. He's not some big, powerful business tycoon yeah. that's like controlling us. I've also only like met him once on a podcast. And I talked to him on the phone like after all this because I was going to have him on my show, uh, which that leads into my next point. Um, he was going to come on and we were going to have him, you know, air out his side of the story. And I still, I still would do that now. So, you know, anyone out there who thinks that like I backed down from this, I didn't. Uh, his girlfriend was getting threatening, well, not threatening, uh, harassed by random people online who somehow got her information were harassing her. So he was like back down, which that's one of the biggest things I even wanted to touch on this at all is because I want to make it super duper crystal clear for anyone out there that you will never get my compliance in that way. If you're trying to get me to do one thing or another, fuck you. I'm going to double down, especially, especially if you're harassing my family. Like, my wife carries. I'm not fucking scared of you. Like, I mean, my wife might get upset at me, but I'm going to double down. Like, you are not going to get the fucking result you want. I want to make that very clear. 
I understand what Kevin did in backing down because I'm sure he had his whole family being like, you know, you, this is you know getting out of hand, and I get it. But just so you guys know, anyone out there listening who comes upon this, that is not a method that will work with me. I will fuck, and I will, and if I ever find you, God forbid, I will, as the kids say, we'll be on site because you do not fuck with my family. You don't. Like, I'm not a, I'm not really a violent person. I'm not one who to go out and aggress, but like, I, I will fucking find you. And I, I have nerd friends. I will find out who the fuck you are. I will. Like, when, when, uh, Fat Dave got doxxed, we had, we found out who the person was within like, you know, less than an hour, probably 30 minutes. So don't fuck with me. <laughs> Just letting everyone know that. And I will fuck you up. I may be five foot five, but I'm like 220. I will fucking destroy you. I, I mean, if you're someone doing shit like this, I can automatically assume you're probably a no pussy getting motherfucker. You're a little bitch. Like, this is not the kind of stuff that a fucking real man does. You don't go fucking harassing people's family or, or loved ones. That's fucking bullshit. So anyone who did that, whoever it was, fuck you. So... I, don't know, I just wanted that that really irritated me like but yeah and also the last thing i want to touch on uia uh honorific and cap you're a faggot um and yes <laughs> and, so i i really want to put him on blast just because he was one of the guys who's like kind of i don't even know if he actually said anything slanderous but it's just so lame that he got in this whole shit like shitting on us because he was probably he was always begging to be on the show and shit like that. And as soon as he loses his account and he starts having some emotional issues and, you know, he, just so you all know, he's a dude who's like early to mid twenties. Who's never had a girlfriend. So it checks out. Um, you know, just so you all know, this makes sense. This is kind of behavior of someone like that, um, that he, you know, as soon as things aren't going his way and he gets all bitchy and fucking like, acting like a fucking bitch, basically. Now he's all of a sudden hates us because he's jealous. And that's really what it comes down to. He's just upset that the life didn't go his way. And he fucking, you know, burned every bridge he had with people who were helping him. We had him on our show. We fucking liked him until he started getting all fucking lame. Fuck him. So, and one, you guys were sharing, UIA, I saw you sharing like wood chipper memes and shit. I will fucking give you an address if you want. You can come try to fucking wood chip with me. All right. You can fucking try, you fucking lumpy bitch. So, all right. That's all I got. I got my hatred out. All right. <laughs> all right. Fucking, let's get to fun stuff. All right, Dicky. All right, no Rothbard. Let's 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 talk on fucking LP shit. Let's let's have, yeah. let's get into that fun stuff. Oh, so can I answer a super chat really quickly because it's still hanging up there. It's making me super anxious. The fact that we haven't answered it from Justin oh, O'Donnell. I forgot it was there. <laughs> when did Masha become a furry? So we just began doing the sort of like basic bitch fall theme, and then I realized I've been playing with my hair too much, and I just decided I'll wear mouse ears because you know our friend Dicky was gonna wear his cowboy hat. And I'm partially doing this for fall basic bitchness and partially for preventing myself from peeking in my hair through the whole recording. But I have been a master every Halloween for the past decade. All right, we got some from So I'm not here. a furry, yeah. <laughs> Is if she's praying, praying for you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Women deserve equal rights and less. Yes. Yeah. All right, Rothbard, anyway, let's, yeah. let's. So I. I I have been kicked out of the Massachusetts LP before Bill Weld. What did you say? What, what was the word you said? <laughs> I said dinger. No. Uh, oh, come on. No. Right. Um, that, was your, that was your mulligan. You could have done it. No. So, um, so this all began because I was liking and retweeting and praising the Massachusetts Mises Caucus 
because I have joined the Massachusetts Mises Caucus for the masochism and the lols, and I am very black-pilled, but my friends believe in it, and I am going to support my friends for the masochism and the lols. So initially, we began tweeting at LP Texas that if you think, you know, Confederacy was bad, wait till you hear about the Union. But apparently, if you tweet anti-Union things, that means you're pro-slavery. Then we had tweeted that, well, we would never want to enslave anybody, especially the ruthless cosmopolitans of LP Massachusetts, because they don't even work that hard. Um, ruthless cosmopolitans is a slur for Jew. So now I, I, I want to back up real yeah, quick. That has yeah. got to be I never heard about this slur until like the past week or so. Yeah, I am absolutely enamored with this slur. It's fucking delightful. I love, so it. I, I love it, too. <laughs> I um so you can tell it was not written by me because I'm a woman and I could never be this funny. But I am the one open member of MA Mises Caucus, so technically I get the heat for it. And then um and then I and then like somebody from our party, who I should not name to be nice, asked me, Are you gonna get to Jeremy Kaufman's level next? And he put a picture of Jeremy Kaufman's tweet saying these uh, blanks are going to be charging us Hennessy rates. And I tweeted, we, we can only aspire to Jeremy Kaufman's greatness. You can use it. You're being way too conscientious now. I should have said nothing. be charging us Hennessy rates. <laughs> and I replied, um, we can only aspire to Jeremy Kaufman's level of greatness. And that was my crime. And, um, and, um, and so basically the LP of Massachusetts can kick anybody out anytime via secret ballot. And what happened was that they began uh, the process of voting me out. One lady was holding a crying baby in her arms, supposedly, and she voted no, but it registered as yes because of the crying baby. One man quit right after he was supposedly railroaded into voting yes, but his vote still counts. One man has been living in New Hampshire, but he still can vote in Massachusetts. Um, and yeah, I've been kicked out before Bill Welch for mean tweets. And then, like, in the meeting, when I thought the vote hadn't been counted yet, I actually specified, I asked, like, are you, like, trying to expel me because Jeremy Kaufman said nigga? And they were like, well, Masha said the N-word, right? <laughs> and then I wrote in the Slack when they were, you know, complaining about the Mises Caucus tweets, I wrote in the Slack saying the trolling will continue until the pearl clutching stops. And in my expulsion letter, it, it said I was threatening to troll, which is a violation of the NAP. I am not joking. Like, check out Ashley Shade's expulsion letter. I threatened to troll when I wrote, the trolling will continue until the pro-clashing stops, and I violated the nap. So that is how I am kicked out before Bill Weld. To be fair, it was a little bit aggressive, so. <laughs> yeah. So um, not a, not a nap. Yeah. Huh? Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Um, and I will, I am going really public with it because so this is what I want to say. I'm very black-pilled. I'm using the LP as a tool to spread liberty, to spread the message of liberty, because when I look around, people don't, don't give a shit about liberty. But if you think the LP is embarrassing, then you can do something about it. So they you don't get away from it. Get as far away from it as you can. <laughs> yes. Right. Or you can get it. Right. Like, so like, I, I, I only say this to people, like if you're generally upset and you live in Massachusetts and you're upset by the way that it's representing you, then join the Mises Caucus and help take it over. Um, if you don't give a shit, then you don't give a shit, and it's fine. Because, right, like, this is a bunch of dorks, like, playing a LARPy fight over a Twitter account. And I and I get that. And, yeah. 
Do you want to address Brandon's? Tw- I believe he's referencing Brandon's tweets, which had nothing to do with you, but they were. No hilarious. one actually used to put Fatty's expression. Well, I don't know if you actually Brandon ever used, yeah. or this is Brandon Cluffington no. on Twitter. I don't believe he ever used Fat and Trendy, but he did have the most amazing yes. fucking burn. So <laughs> yeah, uh, so he so he posted a picture of the Massachusetts LP chair, who is an overweight trans woman. A man. And, and he posted like, uh, did Chelsea Manning get? stung by a beehive and somebody <laughs> said no that's Ashley Shade she is running for North Adams City Council and he's like well those are lies like why would you imply that she runs um <laughs> right but um I did wake up to a text from my boyfriend saying well at least you didn't call anybody fat tranny during the meeting um but I I I think I've said worse things during the meeting yeah I do want to say yeah. this dude right here Justin Campbell um He's on Twitter as well. He uh, he's the one who did my intro. Um, so appreciate Dope. that, bud. Yeah, he is he's a, a fucking really dude. cool dude. Yeah, go yeah, follow so him. He's also Justin. yeah. He's a silent guy behind a lot of the big dogs. He does a lot of like pod- stuff for people with podcasts and stuff. So especially if you're one of those guys, go hit him up. Uh, yeah. So we was I do want to say you said you know if you go go fix it. I said uh, my thing with the, with the whole LP is like if it's a, if it needs to be fixed, then it's kind of like well. It's just going to go back to shit again, so you might as well just distance yourself as far away as possible from it. But let's not get into all that gay shit. Well, and, we and, already and, listened and, to and it enough. Like, I, I think that's a fine argument, and I totally get it. And I feel like I am largely this person. It's more of just, I've just decided, like, since for the time being, I'm not going to live in this blue city of a blue state forever. But for the time being, I can either be annoyed by it, or I can do something to change it. And maybe the opportunity cost is not worth it. And I'm not sure, right? So, like, I am as black-pilled as it comes to this. It's more of, like, I just decided to enter this for the lulls. And if something good comes out of it. Yeah, like, and if something good comes out of it, then I'm glad, right? Yeah. Because I respect that. If you're just there to to cause chaos, I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me that's, like, that would be fun just to, like, go in there and just go as hard. Go the the fucking uh, Kaufman route and just see how hard I can make them go. And then basically yeah. try to force them to kick me out but you know i don't know i have better stuff to do with my time but yeah oh, that's, that's definitely that's something reason, to do right? yeah. <laughs> no. I, mean, I can totally get that i mean you know i i you know i support that if you someone yeah. there want to go get interacted in politics but your only goal is to see if they'll kick you out but yet somehow stay principled at the same time like go as yeah. hard as you can like just be quoting Hoppe and shit, you know, just to really so, freak them so, out. So, like, part of why, I mean, they kicked out before the meeting even began, but later they cited my, you know, disruptive behavior as reason for being kicked out. And my, you know, disruptive behavior was asking, do you hate the state? I just kept asking them during the meeting, do you hate the state? And they kept refusing to answer that question. But also just to say, <laughs> um, my D&D game is over because our dungeon master is moving away. So I need something to do for LARPing, right? So that's the closest thing. Yeah, that checks out. I heard D&D takes a lot of extra time, so it makes makes sense that you have a large yeah. board to fill. <laughs> All right, Dickie. Tell, tell, me, tell me fucking about you and how you got into Tower Gang and how the fuck that worked. Like, because now sure, you're, sure. you know, you, you go ahead. I'll let you, let you t- tell the story. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm still, like, very, very new to the libertarian movement kind of thing. Um, I guess I would consider myself an anarchist at this point because I did the whole classic six months. You know, you're a libertarian and, and then six months later, you're an anarchist, that kind of thing. Um, you actually read or not? Just curious. Oh, hell no. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I've, I've read like 
I, I haven't, I, I took the fat name approach. I don't read the books. I've listened to the audio. I've listened to like war is a racket. I've listened to, um, chaos yeah. theory and I've listened to, um, Good. anatomy of the state, those three, that's it. So yeah. and, I'm a- and just so you guys know too, <laughs> anyone who's not familiar with me, I'm doing an anarchist handbook series. So I'm literally doing, having people on and talking about it. So you don't even have to watch it. You can just have us like do like an hour, hour and a half of breaking it down. But honestly, yeah, I've I've learned. I was gonna get the book, and then I just I literally was watching your your podcast doing those those chapters. So I'm like, I fucking I ain't, I ain't mind that bullshit. So you did actually so, read Anatomy of the State? You just watched the episode? <laughs> oh no no no! I I listened to Anatomy of the State. I'm talking okay. about um, Anarchist Handbook. Yeah. So um, a year ago I was working towards OCS and the army because I was um with my wife. We were trying to um kind of make ends meet kind of thing, and so. I still was blue pilled on some stuff, obviously. So I was going to the army, and so uh, Fat Dave, me and him were good friends, and he was just—he's—he's he's roasting my ass every day about that shit. And he's just like, "You're really gonna go into the military?" Blah blah blah. He's like telling me about it, and I like—it makes me think this about other people. Like they don't think the same way we do. So he's—he's kind of red pilling me on it every day. He's—he's he's like, "Well, telling me how war is pretty much mass murder, that kind of thing." You know, why do you? why do you want the government to not be so big, but you're going to go work for them? You know? So I was like, okay, okay. So I'm thinking about it. And I was literally locked into my contract earlier this year, uh, January, like a week from shipping. And he was kind of in my ear. My wife especially was as well. And so I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I mean, it was hard because I was sworn in everything. I had to like pretty much tell the Lieutenant Colonel at that point, like all the way up there to like, no, fuck you. I'm not. I'm not doing this bullshit, but it was the best decision of my life. And after that, I really got hardcore into um, podcasts, Tom Woods, Dave Smith, and then Cole, uh, Fat Dave. He he told me about you guys, oh, about Tower Gang, because uh, we, we were talking about some shit, and he was you know, he's talking about liberty, whatever. And I was like, hey, when are you gonna make a podcast? He's like, oh, I got one. We have an episode up already. It's like Tower Power Hour, and I'm like, what is this bullshit? So I listened to episode one. Not gonna lie, it was rough. <laughs> it was it was pretty autistic. Uh, episode two, I think Jose came on. I think that was you. And I was, I was listening to it. I wasn't watching it. And so I'm like, who is this Jose motherfucker? He doesn't sound Mexican at all. He had this fucking giggle laugh, but I was like, okay, whatever. (laughs) And so I think episode three or four, uh, you guys had Mosh and I was like, holy fuck. Like, okay. Like, you know, you guys are getting deep into stuff. And so, you know, I've, I've watched every episode and seen how it's gone from here. And so I think one day the way I started getting more involved was um, I listened to your show, Jose, and like, you got a fucking weird ass laugh. So I was like, man, I got to fucking make a, a montage of his laughs, like for uh, Twitter reactions and shit. So I did that. And that was the first video I made. And it was like easy. It was fun. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do the same thing with Tower Power Hours. So I started making videos from them um, doing highlight reels. I did the intro for them as well. So yeah, I'm not the the best with fucking jokes and memes and shit, but I can I can make a good, well, it, it's not that great, but I can make a funny video. So, but they are that. really funny, and I appreciate <laughs> yeah. them a lot. You got props from Top Lobster here. Say, so Dicky has some real editing and comedic talent. I could never do what he does. Props. Yeah, no, we really appreciate it because uh, we sure as fuck weren't going to do it ourselves. So yeah, props. Hon- yeah, props honestly, like once I get some decent ass equipment, it's over for y'all yeah. bitches. Yeah, dude, I literally. Mean, like, we're yeah, blown do it up, for my dude. Phone. It, like we're, <laughs> we're blown up. I mean, not to get too full of ourselves, but I mean, this could be some real shit. You might, you might actually have some sort of something going on here. I don't know. Maybe at some point we can actually, you know, 
supply you with more than just retweets. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? I appreciate but, uh, it. You're the, you're the retweet whore, so you keep me going. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, that is a, that is a good thing. Yeah, basically tag me anything, I'll retweet you just for – I mean, within reason, I say that, but people are just going to, like, have shit that has nothing to do with me and tag me, and then I'm like, I'm not going to retweet that. But for the most part, I, I retweet like crazy, especially if it has anything related to me or Tower Gang or anything, because, uh, you know, that's how this shit works, you know? Fucking, I'm shameless about it. I don't give a fuck. Um, uh, it is pretty cool that you, you didn't go the military route. Uh, was that before okay. or after you watched my video, the Schroeder story one? Because that was probably, like, oh. I still think that's probably my best episode I've That was... Well before, yeah, I don't want to touch on that. That was honestly one of my favorite podcast episodes I've ever listened to. Like, it was so relatable, for one, because I came from, it seemed like a similar background, sort of, when he was talking. Um, kind of being libertarian and kind of knowing about how the military is and shit, but being like, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. And, um, yeah, so this was in, like, January. I think you did him in, like, uh, spring or summer, something like that, a few months ago. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm very glad I did. I, I would be stationed in California right now, and I would have been starting off like a fucking six year. So, um, yeah, <laughs> best fucking decision. Yeah, yeah. I will say though, just for those who haven't seen that episode, I think it's episode fifty-eight. It's Schroeder's story. Uh, if you have anyone who's in the military or has doubts about the military or is wanting to join the military, share that to them. To them, that literally, it's. I, for those who don't know, I just I did 11 years of active duty. I literally just got out months ago of active duty. I uh, fucking uh, so I but I, I had more like I was a mechanic, so I, I wasn't like a blowing people up and shit. But uh, me and him, we did an episode together. Schroeder is Schroeder was a uh, basically an aerial gunner, I believe, and it's 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 pretty fucked up story. So it's more of my more serious ones, but it's, I think it's probably the most important episode I've done. Um, so I mean. Obviously, it's not that hasn't got the most views. The Dave one blows out the water, but I definitely I try to plug that one where I can because it's definitely was the, uh, in my opinion, the most important one I did. He basically committed war crimes, and but it was a weird situation and it was kind of fucked up, and it's he's still messed up about it to this day. And it was a really emotional episode. I mean, I was concerned I was going to cry whenever I did it, but I, I did. I luckily I kept that shit together. Um, but yeah, what? I will say though, uh, for getting out, uh, if he's anyone out in the military right now. Uh, the, the cool thing about this, all this vax shit right now is pretty much you can get out by just not getting the vax now. So if you're like halfway through your contract or, you know, or whatever, and you want out, don't get the vax. Just don't, not doing it. I mean, maybe they will change that. But right now, the, the word I've heard from all my friends is that they're basically going to boot people out who don't. And But I'm pretty sure they're going to get honorables. So it's not like they're or generals, which so basically because the big thing with the military is you don't want to get dishonorable discharge because then you're going to have a hard time getting fucking jobs at McDonald's and shit. So, but you, it's from what everything I heard, it's either going to be general or honorable. So it should, will not affect you at all. You'll still get all your benefits, everything. So that's something to consider. If you want out, fucking just don't get stabbed. There you go. Um, I, I, I kind of take some, some, um, some comfort in that because I probably would have just refused the back if I was in at that point. Um, even I, I even had to get a general discharge cause I, I had signed up and shit. So it was pretty difficult, but, um, yeah. Uh, what do you see? Air, air traffic control. Is that what he was? I think he was air traffic control, but then when he deployed, I I'm talking to my ass a little bit. It's been a while since I did that episode, but I'm pretty sure he was a uh, fucking air traffic Switched control. Switching the door gunner. Yeah. They, he deployed and then they, 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 they basically like, well, we need a door gunner. So 
Yeah, I almost did. Here you go. Yeah, I almost did air traffic control. I was gonna go into human, and then I was gonna switch over uh, when I was like a few years later, if I could, to um, oh fuck, civil affairs. But yeah, uh, Colonel Sanders says Pete's video with Dylan also about coming conscience objector was good too. That was a good episode, but really the main drawback or draw from that episode that even Dylan admitted is you're better off not going the conscience objector route. Which I can't speak in this too yeah. much. Uh, I assumed because uh, whenever I really was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I was probably like a couple years out, or maybe a year out. I kind of assumed that it would just be easier just to finish my contract and get out than go the conscious objector out. I don't know what the process is. He went through it. it sounded like a nightmare, just exactly like I assumed it would be. So take that into account, um, or or just don't get the vax, like I said. Uh, all right, let's let's looking poor CD over here looks bored as fuck. Um, <laughs> so let's let's talk to you Once a little bit. Do. What 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 fucking compelled you? I do want to say too. I part part of why I brought you on too. I was kind of curious as to the quality of my simps, and I'm kind of impressed. Um, I'm just saying I wasn't. I was expecting like some fat chick or something, you know. But like I, I'm pretty impressed, and I'm getting high quality simps. So, you know, just uh, you look so what? Absolutely beautiful city. Yes. Yeah, you are very pretty. I saw the pictures. I was like, wow, she has a beautiful smile, great eyes. But it's always that face picture thing. So I just like. You can only see like boobs up, so I'm like, she's probably really fat. And I'm like, no, she's beautiful. <laughs> like, so, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm she glad is white, though. Yeah, I am white, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, maybe if I was Latin or something or Asian. Um, yeah. uh, no, uh, okay, so I have been a libertarian my entire life. I'm 30. I'm not afraid to say I'm 30. And um, so I was 14 the first time I heard Ron Paul. He actually, so speaking of that episode, um uh -huh. um okay speaking of that episode specifically so he said that coming to fort polk is what made him go the conscientious objector out i am from fort polk so i understand i will never go back there for as long as i live um and i get it and uh I, as soon as i heard the episode i said i i am a conscientious objector as well because i'm from fort polk um <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, Ford, I know four is the first time I heard libertarianism, the first time I heard Ron Paul. Um, now, I mean, that's that's where I spent a lot of my life is in Fort Polk. And so that is adjacent to it's about three hours away from Ron Paul's actual former congressional district, which is Galveston. And if you've ever visited Galveston, Texas, you know, it is weird as shit. And you walk around and you don't understand that you're in Texas. Um, and then you realize, oh, you're in Ron Paul's district. And that's why it's um, and it is still cool to this day. There's libertarians there still to this day. They live there because it is a liberty-minded community, and they vote that way. Um, it's pretty cool. So um, by 06, I was 16, and that's whenever I really got fired up for Ron Paul. And then by 08 was my first election I could vote in. You know, um, And then I went through college. I was a political science major. It was uh, pre-law, so I learned how to analyze law and um, decided that I could pay less for an attorney than being an attorney. So that's that's what I did. And I've um, worked in politics, I've worked in government, I've worked um, campaigns, I've managed all kinds of campaigns since I graduated. Um, and I've re I probably became an anarchist about um, probably 2013 is whenever like I really became Jeez, a full on wow. anarchist. Um, and well, I mean, as a libertarian in college, and I went to a very conservative college, and so I was the 
token libertarian, right? I was the one that they invited to all the debates as libertarian. And my argument was always very simple that everything you just said is unconstitutional. So I don't understand why we're still talking. Yeah. Um, you no, know, it's pretty easy to make the constitutional argument for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm like, well, everything you just said isn't, isn't available power for you to do that. So you should not. Um, and then, so from there, yeah, I just like, and then I discovered uh, Dave Smith. Well, first, honestly, it was Tom, Tom Woods and Dave Smith. And then from there, um, you know, I just, and then I've been kicked off Twitter. This is my fourth handle, Lady Ancap. Um, and in 2020, everyone had a weird year. Mine was, uh, oh, really weird. And I found this community and then it was probably at the beginning of this year that I decided to start putting my money where my mouth is and start supporting people and supporting shows and supporting people who are getting the Liberty message out. And, um, so yeah, so like, that's how I ended up on Twitter. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm going to kind of play it a little safer than I used to. I'm not going to get kicked off. I'm going to stay a part of this community and I'm going to stay a, a contributing member of this community. However, whatever that means. Um, I'm a white woman. So I understand that I can't think for myself and like, I have to have Twitter to tell me how to think and that's okay. Like I, I'm cool with it. Um, I accept yeah, it's gonna get a husband and that problem solved. So, well, well I do. And, and I <laughs> read call him in his coffee every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but I, I am definitely the one that tells him you're wrong. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're wrong. Um, but that's okay. You don't know any different. You don't know any different, you know? And that's the thing is like, because I have him, I talk to like a normie every day. So yeah. it's really cool that I get to talk about philosophy with someone who has no idea what I'm talking about. And then like, not to scare him completely into and just saying this is never going to work you know and i and i have to slowly but i also get the benefit of being able to argue my points without having to like go on twitter and like banter with fucking feminists or some shit like because yeah. i too believe that all women should be stopped <laughs> I, and i believe just like dave believes that you should fight aside from a side so you should fight white women with white women this is what we do like you That's, cannot, you yeah. cannot send someone that looks odd yeah. into a room of junior league members. And where I'm from, I'm from Louisiana, so you don't, you don't just send anyone in there. You're never gonna sell them. You're never gonna explain to them. And the whole room is going to ask you, what about the roads? What about their children? What about the schools? What about you know? So I feel like if you just, you know. You can practice that argument on a very base level where you're talking about Mises without talking about Mises. You're talking about Rothbard without saying Rothbard. You're doing a better job. Um, And that's what I get to. That's what I do like every day. Like every day I talk to different people and every day that's what I'm doing. Um, And I'm involved in the Mises caucus of Louisiana. I'm involved like, you know, and I, I just think that that's, that's to me, like use the LP, use Twitter, use just like your daily life and exhibiting that like, no, I don't wear a mask at work. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to wear a mask at work. If they have a real problem with it, then they can fire me, but I'm not going to wear a mask. So, yeah. and they know, and so everyone else is wearing a mask and I'm not, but I also my, set a precedent that like, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. My, uh, my, my other sample, or at least the only other one I'm aware of 
uh, says she loves you. Um, I think we have simp unity here. Yeah. So I, I, I find it very interesting, though, that your husband is a normie. My wife's a bit of a normie. So I'm kind of curious, has, like, how has that affected – have you affected his thinking? And it's also weird because it's, like, the opposite because, like, you're the female, he's the male, I'm the male, my wife's the female. So, like, how I interact with my wife – because let's be real. I mean, there are certain stereotypes when it comes to women that are true. So, like, if my wife has some opinionated take about, I don't know, abortion or whatever thing and I'm like, God, this is retarded. I, ha I can't just be, like, go all facts and logic on her. I have to just – for me, I have to just drop a little fucking, a little like, a little sprinkling of a pill, and then just kind of like not engage anymore, else she becomes a psycho bitch. Um, but I love my wife, just so you all know. That just, it's, you know, she's really hot, and the hot crazy matrix is real. So, <laughs> so I have to be careful. Just sprinkle a little bit, and then walk away, because there's nothing productive that's gonna happen from us having a debate. Like it's just gonna no. turn into an argument. So I don't. I mean, it might be different for you, because you have a you're dealing with a male and I feel like males tend to be a, a little bit more rational. I don't know your husband. So you might be able to like engage with them. If anything, it's more about maybe you keeping your crazy in check. I mean, I don't know you well enough. So like you have to not get too emotional about the situation. Just go, all right, well, let's talk about this. And then he might actually be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's, I'm kind of that's typically our reaction. That's typically what we do. And it's just yeah. like, we always come back. He, he likes to go back to the Island of government security. Right. Where he's like, but what about, and it's like, well, what if we didn't? Like, what if, what if something really bad happened and we just handled it? What if something didn't, that, like nothing bad happened at all? Do you think that the roads would still exist without government? You know, cause it always goes back to the roads, right? Like, <laughs> what about the roads? And so if you're, if you're, what if we just managed it? by ourselves what if we just owned our own water what if we didn't pay a water bill to a government entity or contractor for that matter we just yeah. we just owned it and so then it's like and then it's it's slowly things like that and then you 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 grow into national security you grow into uh isolationism you grow into the free market and um, you know, that's his other thing is like, well, what if there isn't a Walmart? And I say, well, oh, well, there was a Walmart before Walmart. There, there, there were stores before Walmart. You know, they, 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 you went to this store for, for this. You went to this store for that. And that's the way the world worked. And it was. And, and so I think for some people, the convenience of a superstore is important. But as we have seen, it grows and it doesn't get any smaller and it does get government contracts and government subsidies, which you don't like. And so, you know, what if we just didn't go there anymore? Because the market, it was available for small businesses to be able to grow. And if you have a market of so many options, eventually one will die out, three will die out, 30 will die out. But that's how it is. It's just like a very slow, like, well, what if we didn't go to Walmart? What if we just went to a mom and pop, like if I went and shopped at a grocery store down the road and it was just a mom and pop store and I went and got my meat there and my vegetables here and my clothes here. And that was what we did because that's what people used to do. And then he's like, you're right. Just look at last year when we had the whole movement of uh, shop black business, black businesses or immigrant businesses, you know, uh, yeah. people make a concerted effort to shop at the mom and pop stores. Like 
it's not that hard. It can be done. Like thing, the alternative can be done. People are just so wired to go towards the convenience mindset because they've known easy life all their life. So they don't think of the alternative. Mm -hmm. So is your husband coming from the right or from the left? Oh, very much from the left. Very much from the okay. left. Uh, he's actually a, uh, a Yankee Pollock. So you're, you're in the market for a new husband, huh? Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, and so, um, no, so it's really funny that like he comes from the left. Like, uh, I mean, in fact, I'm pretty open about it. I have a, yeah. I have a sibling-in-law that was my sister-in-law that is now my sibling-in-law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, uh, yeah, I get. What we, have you mean. Ashley, we have an Ashley Shade in our family. <laughs> yeah, got a Michelin man. A Michelin man. No, she's actually. They <laughs> are good. Yeah, uh, but but you know, so yes, very much from the left, and so for years, it has taken me to slowly, you know, explain to him that you don't need, like, what if the government just wasn't involved. And like, it's not really like, it's like a slow progression to, we handle it ourselves. Mm -hmm. We just handle it ourselves. We have guns here. Something bad happens here. I'm not calling the cops. What are they going to do? You know, I'm just, I'm just going to handle it. Yeah. And, File a report. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do? File paperwork and then they're going to be called? Get the fuck out. And so <laughs> I decided that. You know, like it, but it's just been like a, you know, that's how I, that's how I do it, Jose. It's just like I, well, what if we went to a store? What if we, what if Walmart did away with its produce section? And I went to another produce store, just, just that store. And then, you know, like, and then just slowly, slowly break it down, slowly break it down and, and really just come at it from a market standpoint. Just, you know, what if, what if we had 13 options to fix our road and we could pick it ourselves? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and you know there's a there's a road sign out in, in my neighborhood right now we pay an hoa and it's been down for for months i'm like what if we could just pay someone to come fix it <laughs> someone says yeah. you clearly wear the pantsuit in this relationship sorry i'm not trying to dog on your he husband you, he would tell you so i am the one yeah. I, I, yes and uh and he prefers it that way i'll tell you that I, I will tell you, I mean, I don't know if Dickie agrees or not, but I, I mean, I've been married for about a decade almost. It'll be a decade in December, uh, but, uh, but, um, fucking, I have found that it, uh, it goes around a little bit better if I'm a little bit more like, all right, whatever, I don't give a fuck. Like I, you learn to pick your battles and, uh, I'm not gonna lie. My wife handles like the real world shit. She fucking pays the bills, does stuff like that. I mean, we we're a team, so she'll like consult me for big shit, but for the most part, I just let her handle the adult stuff, and I go make money and fucking and do all the big brain shit, and I just let Same. her handle the real world stuff. So yeah, see, you have an Asian Same. wife though, so it's a little bit different. Same here. I, I'm the stereotypical libertarian dude with an Asian wife, you know, a yeah. trad relationship, whatever. But yeah, I let her handle the the adult shit. She's the same age as me, but she might as well be 10 years older mature-wise. Like, I'm a fucking <laughs> retard. So, like, you know, big decisions and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I run it. But, you know, if, if I don't fucking want to do some bullshit, I'm like, hey, look, here's some adult thing that you want to do. And she she loves it. She likes it that way. So I'm like, yeah. look. Yeah, my wife's way more responsible. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm over so here fucking getting drunk on every live stream. Like, fuck yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say women – in my opinion, are way better at multitasking. I'm really oh, good yeah. at doing one good one thing really well. Yeah. 
And yeah. then uh, my wife's good at doing like a fuckload of things okay. <laughs> That's what women need. That's what it's supposed to be about. It's supposed to be you guys are good at one thing and like that's okay we're gonna support you in that one thing and you tell us what to do like not like tell us what to do but like tell us, you like you say, <laughs> tell us how we can help yeah you say hey we need to make this thing happen how do we do that and we say ready okay and we get together in little groups and we say okay the guys need us to do this how do we do this and then we make it happen and it's not for the it's not for glory or for someone to tell us we did a good job. It's because that's our job. That is our job. And it's kind that's of an job. impulse too, right? Like, yeah, like okay, right, you, yeah. want, you want to make this thing happen. I immediately go like, okay, we're going to need this kind of budget. We're going to need to call this many people. We need yep. to get quotes from five different people to make sure that yeah. we get the best. Pr- like, like that's my, that's my job. And, I- and she gets it. Oh. No, no, no. Like I get it because I feel like my first impulse is to plan with a checklist, and then I need to ask like, how much of a checklist planning impulse <laughs> mania does he want? And I just have to be like, you know, right? But like, but like, my first impulse, like, how can I help? How can we organize this? How could we like manage this, etc.? And then I just have to be like, just tell me when to pull back because like my impulse is to do that. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And, and I'll tell you the funniest, the funniest recent example I've seen of that. Um, I don't think I'm giving anything away, but the, the Mangus discord on uh, in the damn wars mm-hmm. is amazing. And I love it. I, I don't get to participate very often. We don't have a thing going on down here, but I do like watch it. And like the, the ladies involved mm-hmm. are so involved. Like they're like, they're like, okay, I called this person and this person yeah. we get permits for this. And I'm like, yeah. Dude, you go, ladies. They're in Portland. They're all over Florida. They're they're all over DC. Like, like to me, it was like a beautiful microcosm of what we're supposed to do. This I know, is- I know, right, right. So, like, I organize, like, a sort of a libertarian slash like liberty minded meetup in my area. And I think the only reason, like, I'm such an autistic introvert, but like the sole reason that I'm an organizer is because I'm one of the rare female libertarians, right? I'm like, okay, so we're going to meet at this hike, at this picnic, at this bar, we're going to do this. And we, and we might do this, right? It's just like that, like, or just like, hey, you should know this person and you should meet this person. And here's this group chat and here, and here's this group chat and here's this other group and we can coordinate this group, right? Like, it just kind of like comes out of you. And then you're like, I just wanted to sit behind my computer and be alone, but it just kind of comes out of you. And you're like, okay, I, I guess we're doing this. I guess this I'm going to be that sort of community organizer person, which I was not expecting to be. Yeah. So I, I know exactly what you mean. It's like, it's like, there's this like vacuum of organization. And then you see it and you're like, well, I must do something. Right. And, yeah. and, and I truly, and I feel very, very strongly yeah. about that. Like, okay, this is what we need to do. Like, I, I don't have children yet. And it's because mm-hmm. several reasons, but a, a big mm-hmm. one is I want to be able to give my entire attention to that child. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want no government school, no, no, none of it. Like, I just want to be able to teach my kid how to dig a well and yeah. how to do math and maybe they're yeah. better at digging the well than they are doing the math on it and that's okay that's okay yeah. like it's okay like that like cool we can work with that um yeah definitely sending them to go learn shakespeare i no why i mean so they could get into fucking state school like i did and be taught 
This right here is why them people that say anarchism wouldn't work is some bullshit. Because when women want to get some shit done, they will actually organize it and like get fucking people around the community. Now, when they get in politics and start making some fucking like policy decisions, they suck ass because nobody should be doing that bullshit. But when it comes to like getting some shit done, community, community, exactly. Like, hell yeah, it works like fucking great, like clockwork. It's amazing. And like every time people will say, oh, no, anarchism wouldn't work, they point to something, something stupid like the fucking purge or something. Like no, like people don't want to die. People don't want to live in hell. They're gonna like get together and bond. And, and do people want to go to hikes and picnics and yeah, exactly. Hands, right? like, <laughs> if Ron Burgundy lived within a quarter mile of me, I would get with her and I would say, hey, like let's hypothetically, we both have children, we both have families, trying to raise them. Say, hey, I don't want to send my kid to, to state school. Like, mm. what kind of money? Let's do like a pod. Yeah, like, yeah, like a collective some type of educational collective like an only fans like yeah and it's like okay well then we'll just go around and we'll yeah. <laughs> shut up dicky and so, um you know figure out which like okay let's figure out other people who want to be with us too and that's partially why i want to move to new hampshire is because i think they have enough people there that are like-minded and they're taking it seriously and when I was at Porkfest this summer and I saw the kids in a mass of 2,000 maskless people, that was my last sign of like, if I want to reproduce, it has to be New Hampshire. Or it has to be in a red state with enough like-minded people, right? Because you, you see that and you're like, oh, yeah, I can raise children in an environment where they will never see masked person talking to them. Right. And I think that's lovely. Yes. And so that's kind of, and it's amazing that like, this is not a pipe dream that this really exists. And that's kind of my plan is that I... I want to have a family in New Hampshire. Yeah, I want to address this super chat from Marshall. He said, try life is the way, Roth Birdie. We touched on this in our episode. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I agree and I don't agree at the same time. I guess one thing I would say is uh, that, uh, I mean, not to sound retarded, but I don't see it as like a binary, like, because I am I super trad, but also super degenerate at the same time. Like, and anyone's on here, a lot of people think I'm like some man whore or some shit. Like, I had some chick on here, I, I joked about being a simp. I, talk about doing drugs which drugs are awesome i love drugs like and you know fucking and shit like that i talk about all sorts of crazy nonsense but i've also been married for a decade i have two kids i have fucking a house two cars we, we have me and my wife both work full-time we have a side job like i'm if you look at me on paper i'm super trad but like everything like my whole aesthetic is degenerate but just, I, I don't know it's not it's not that simple i, I don't like people want to be like trad or degenerate or and trad there's something spectrum. to it but yeah uh-huh. it, exactly yeah yeah, that is a Which, spectrum, just like yeah. we were on. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I think we're yeah. probably at a good point to start talking plugs. If anyone's got some like uh, questions they want to super chat, or even if it's just good enough questions, they don't even have to be super chat. We can riff on them. But we're at a good point here. So, do you guys want to drop your Twitter handles? Because I guess you guys probably don't have any other plugs. So, <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to go ahead and give your Twitter handles at least, get some more followers or whatever, or no? Ready, and you go. Sure, I'm at Trot Birdie and on Twitter. And if you're in Massachusetts, DM me. Dicky. Um, Dicky Walnuts, Pine underscore underscore Barons on Twitter. I make the fucking best videos after most of the Power Power episodes. So go enjoy those. Um, I'm not going to plug anything else because I don't want to fucking get doxxed. And as Masha said, uh, if you are in Florida or Alabama, hit me up. We'll have a good time. We'll get fucking drunk. Lady Incap. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just Lady Incap. 
She's here yeah. for, you know, like she said, the masochism <laughs> and memes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you are you going somewhere else, CD? Oh, uh, Justin. Plug your show. Oh my God. Okay, so whiskey and tea has whiskey and tea podcast has a uh, release date of October fifth. Um, it is a um, it's about human action and human capital, and so hopefully we will be speaking to several people who are soldiers on the ground who are doing the work. Five hundred one c three presidents, um, people who are just taking government caused problems into their own hands. And uh, hopefully we can get some more people on the Liberty track, you know, and uh, people who don't even know that they're practicing Liberty. And, and that, that, that's my goal is to be able to interview those people. Yeah. That was a big thing Konkin touched on in, uh, in his book, both his books and agorism is how there are people who are agorists, but don't recognize that they're agorists. So like, say like drug dealers or people who or operating under a sense of essentially disregarding the law and doing what's advantageous to themselves, human action, and they just don't philosophically agree. So I get what you're getting at. Um, Marshall says, is it Polly Malasanti or Dickie Walnuts? Many Saints of Newark next week. Oh. I'm believing this is a I – don't, I don't know what the fuck this reference is. None, none of this makes Holy any shit. sense to me. That's, uh, so, so that's the Sopranos prequel they're releasing on October 1st. I'll be, I'll be fucking in the theater for that one. I'll be sneaking liquor in. I cannot fucking wait. Like – so obviously, I built my my uh, Twitter handle off of off of Pauly. So I'll, I'll, I'm very stoked for that. All right, uh, Fat Dave wants to know who has the biggest dong. I mean, depends on what you mean by biggest. I would say I probably have the thickest in the room, but then uh, just judging by build, I'm gonna go ahead and go with that. Dicky has a longer dong. I'm so, Italian, I, so I, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Then he probably has the biggest <laughs> all around. I mean, I would say I'm probably thicker. But if we're doing like uh, like a new volume of cock, uh, I would say he probably uh, beats me out just because the fact it's probably pretty girthy and long. So I'm, I'm I'd say foot. mine's a little more girthy, but yeah. So <laughs> I mean, but yeah. Uh, all right, cool. I think that's it. I don't see any other questions. Uh, I am Jose Galison. This is No Way Jose. You can find me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel, also on all the major audio podcatchers. Um, I'm on Odyssey. My Twitter handle is at Jose. If you would like to give me money uh, or support the show, uh, go to patreon.com. So no way Jose 2020. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And with that, I'm out. I'm going to go ahead and play an ad. You guys should definitely listen to the ad and then go fucking do the, do the thing on the ad. Uh, you guys stick around and we will shoot the shit in post. All right. <laughs> all right. Boom. If you love playing fantasy football but struggle to find the right resource to help with your research, the guys at Football Insider Edge have you covered. Whether you are a season-long player, focused on DraftKings or FanDuel contests, or just like to make the occasional wager each week on a couple of games, Football Insider Edge provides you with the research tools and in-depth analysis to take your game to the next level. With their proprietary model, matchup charts, and industry award-winning content the team at football insider edge have devoted themselves to educating their subscribers helping them improve their play in a few special moments winning life life-changing money they are proud of the community they've built through weekly interaction on their slack chat channel and take great pride in helping others to achieve their goals of becoming better fantasy players as supporters of the show and of the liberty movement as a whole they are currently offering a 20 percent discount on any monthly or full season plan on their website just go to footballinsideredge.com and use the code JOSE at checkout to take advantage of the discount offer today. 
So if you guys are fantasy football people, go check this out. It's a win-win-win. I win, you win, they win. There's no loss here. It's fucking capitalism, baby. Let's do it. Hello. What's up? 